Welcome to the Kayak Bass Nation. Everybody, welcome to KBN Live, the final KBN Live of 2021. Uh, what's going on, Mr. Lambert? How you doing tonight, buddy? We've made it, buddy. We've made, We've made it. it. Here we are. Cheers. Amen. Top, top myself off here. Cheers to everybody in KB KB Nation that made this year what it was. It was a fun year here on the live show and a fun year in the group. Uh, man, can't believe it's already passed. Uh, on to the next. Let's see if we can do better. Yeah. Do better. That's the theme for next year. <laughs> that's our um, that's our motto. Yeah, I can't believe we've been at this so long, dude. It's been what's this three years now of doing this show? A long time, Jeff. A long time. Too long, some may say. Let's be honest. Yeah. We're not getting any younger, you know. Yeah. Well, I can I can feel that. Paul Roberts, I play with the mic because it is my nervous tick. Sorry, dude. What all these people make me a little apprehensive, so I gotta move the mic around to get in my comfort zone. I like it. It makes it makes you look really professional. I, I yeah, feel like you know you know exactly what you're trying to achieve with the not resonance touch it again. there. Yeah, we got a we got a huge show tonight, man. We got the the annual KBN awards and then the power rankings. Uh, it's going to be fun, and I can't wait to see the arguments after. What's going to be your favorite part? Uh yeah, I, I I really you know there's always people that are upset that felt like they should have done better or they should have finished higher or the events that they did fish should have counted for more points than whatever. Uh, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's math. Like, you know, you, you, you don't, you don't get drops. You take everything that everybody fished that gets factored in. And I think that's kind of a unique thing about this is you're not focused on one series or two series or the top three finishes or whatever it is. Like it's everything that you've done averages out so uh, i really think that's what causes a lot of <laughs> controversy yeah. in people's minds for them yeah and i'll get into some of the criteria that we use every year uh because not every event is counted but we did we did count events from kbf bass and hobie this year all three had had representation and pretty much well not equal representation because bass only had what five or six events but as equal as you can get it that representation from all three trails um and I'll kind of break that down for you into it later. But before we do that, uh, as you guys probably saw on the, the overlay there as the countdown timer was going, we're doing a Revo Throwing Shades Monday giveaway. We're giving away some shades tonight. All you got to do is share the live stream, uh, like the page, like Revo's page, and we'll pick somebody after the show. Um, so, yeah, Throwing Shades Monday. Always love that. Get a pair of the best lenses on earth. We were going to go through some of the, the best and worst of 2021 from our own perspective, and I would – lead off by saying some of the best is picking up some new partners for the live show revo being one of them and then dugout bait and tackle of course coming on as the the title sponsor it's been a, a great year getting the support from companies like that don't you think right i do i do i'm glad that we were able to kind of nail down those partnerships like i said i think we've got a couple more that are gonna that are gonna join us on this for next year but just the growth of of kind of the platform that we've got here and and you know how we're going to move it forward i'm excited about it and and congrats on the kfn app going live on the on the droid store for the for the folks uh you know that are at boost mobile so for us less fortunate on the droid yes uh, yeah man <laughs> you know a lot of stuff that happened in 2021 prompted me to to push that project you know jim clark's on youtube right now uh he said he's in a 30-day ban from facebook again 
uh, stuff like that for people. A lot of times people weren't even doing anything. I think you got banned one time for saying somebody had a big head or big foot or something like that. Uh, so the mass censorship and all the stuff going on with Facebook, even though we built our platform on Facebook, is why I went on and uh, tried to make that project happen. And uh, man, app is or half the app is ready on the Droid. So Apple, <laughs> hopefully in the new year, uh, will be ready too. So thanks for when, when, yeah. That. How how long are we out on the iPhone app? Uh, didn't you had to get your Don Knotts number or whatever? whatever yeah, yeah. It was? It's, it'll probably be a few weeks, but uh, not too long. The app is built. It just has to be uploaded to their store once they get all their I's dotted and T's crossed or whatever the saying may be. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's coming. It's coming down the pipe. So and there'll be there'll be a few bugs with it as it as it goes live. There, somebody already sent me some message today about a few things, but we're gonna fix those as we go and uh, make that a, a place we can go and have some fun without uh, the overlords telling us we can't make fun of like each it. other's feet or ears or whatever. So it's gonna be good. Uh, yeah, Jim Clark said iPhone takes longer because Joe Biden has to approve it. No, oh, get away from all that. Nobody has to approve it. Don't listen Just to Clark. China. He, he ain't never had an iPhone anyway. Yeah, man. But, yeah, we wanted to get into a little bit of our our best of the year before we went into the awards. You want to lead us off, man? What was your favorite favorite thing or favorite moment of 2021, whether it was on a group or yourself or, or whatever? Man, my, my favorite part was... Honestly, which is weird because I don't I don't necessarily go all in on the bass stuff. Uh, it was the it was the classic championship in Texas. Just the way the whole deal played out. You know, we had a we had a good house. We had Josh Evans. We had the Goldens and Dylan, uh, and then Pendergraph. He just wouldn't leave our house. But everybody hanging out together. You know, shooting pool and and having a good time. And then watching the tournament play out to where it was, it was the Possum King and and Joe McElroy going back and forth, and then, you know what Joe did that kind of spawned the entire Save JT movement. Like to me, that that single event was the most important thing that happened in kayak fishing, not only this year but probably the last five years in my opinion. Just just the snowball effect that it had that, you know, kind of kind of touched a lot of people. Yeah, man, that was, that was unbelievable. I mean, you talk about stir of movement. Uh, just that little moment on stage there did it. So I don't think people will forget the J Save JT uh, movement in kayak fishing for years to come. Maybe never. I hope not. But I, I want, you know, I mean, we did a great thing there. I want to I want to do something else big next year. I want to, I want to try to find these things that, you know, that need some attention that are, you know, really – kind of going to affect someone's entire life and and get everybody behind that i want to try to do something big like that every year from from here on out hats off to you man i know that there was there were folks thrown in behind you to get that done but but you took the reins of that and made that happen so man that was cool to see and, and one more nod of the cap to you mr lambert I'm still yeah. still trying yeah. still trying yeah. to catch up on that one. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Man. Luckily, the hoodie orders distracted me from that. So thanks to everybody that ordered hoodies. Those are all in the mail on the way. I don't know what our our next uh, cat chasing thing is going to be here, but Boy, we'll get we in on it for sure. Uh, yeah, man. <laughs> Organization is key. That's wow. <laughs> we're, we're not a clothing company, folks. Don't get it twisted. But you're going to be doing. They're nice. Yeah, man, my favorite moment, I don't know, there's a couple. I, th I think the Save JT movement marathon and the show that we had was, was awesome. That was a lot of fun just seeing that happen. And then I just want to give a shout-out to 
something that we don't talk about enough, which is the folks that are loyal to us on the audio podcast. We passed 100,000 downloads this year. Um, that keeps growing and growing and growing on iTunes and Spotify and all the places you can get the, the audio podcast. So for all you that don't have time to sit here and watch us live and cut up with us in the comments, we see you. We appreciate you. And, uh, <laughs> you know, thank you for, di for doing what you do out there because – Every Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever I can get that, that episode uploaded, it always spikes those numbers, and the same people get on there and watch every time, so we appreciate y'all uh, as well. And as far as from a tournament standpoint, uh, like an actual fishing standpoint, my favorite thing of the year, man, and I didn't even, it wasn't my best event of the year or anything, but I had so much fun at Sam Rayburn in that house and on the lake being <laughs> empty and flooded. I thought it was yeah. so much fun, man. I had so much fun at that, at that event, so that's probably my highlight of the, the fishing season. That was a good time. Seeing that, uh, seeing that dog get your crankbait in his ass is yeah. probably one of my my most memorable non-human moments of the year. Yeah. I have never seen anything like that before. Uh, somehow he got a treble hook in his ass and reached back with his snout and then got them both hung together and managed to sling both treble hooks out and get free. Yeah. So a true testament, a true testament to the dog never giving up. If, if I'd have got that on video, dude, my TikTok would have 10 million views on that, that one alone. For sure. I would watch it at least a million times myself. Yeah. That was amazing. It was amazing because I yelled, Ryan, I need help. And but like within 10 seconds, it was like Buddy. squeal, squeal, crankbait flying across the yard. That, yeah. There ain't nothing mind. Ryan can do to help with that. I'll go ahead. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to have to put, pin this dog down. And that son of a gun slung that bait, broke my rod. It was, uh, it was a good time. Uh, what kind of rod yeah. was that that broke? It was an actual old uh, Turney ZX Cabela's crankbait rod. So okay. Oh, I've had it for a lot of years. I put in a lot of a lot of miles, so it was fine. I got you. Okay. It was fine. Congrats yeah, to the dog. And, yeah, anybody that's watching, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, whatever, throw your favorite moment or least favorite moment in the comments. We want to see those, and I'll, I'll try to throw them on the screen. And why Dick Open came out of that house. Yeah. I think everybody needs to pay homage to the Sam Rayburn house. That is where Billy Bowden bestowed that uh, – that worldwide phrase upon us. Thank you. Yeah, the movement, another movement that was started in kayak fishing this year. <laughs> slightly, slightly yeah. less prestigious, but you know. I think he still... also set the world record for driving home in the turn lane. He drove like thirty miles in the turn lane home one night. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. on purpose. Wide, I like to think. That's... Wide dick open all the way. All the yeah, way. pre pre fishing pre fishing shenanigans uh, with Lambert before turning yeah. day. Congrats, Billy. Oh, man. All right. So, what do you think, man? You want to get into these awards? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess we can. Yeah, get loose. All right. Remember, like I said, everybody, we're doing a Throwing Shades Monday giveaway, so make sure you share the stream, uh, like our page and their page, and we'll, we'll pick somebody to win some shades. We're going to get into the KBN Awards, man. The, I guess that's the third annual edition of the awards. This year, we Pe did it different. We People's actually choice. Put up, yeah, we put up the uh, categories for vote first. So y'all chose the categories. We took the top 10 vote getters and categories. And then this year we took the vote getters from the survey and narrowed it down to finalists and did another round of, of voting this week, which was actually the finalists got voted on more than the original survey. So there's a lot of votes for this. Uh, so this is all you guys. Uh, you guys made this happen and it was, and it was funny. So without further ado, you want to, you want to start us off, Ryan? Or you want me to start it? Um, well, did not send uh, you, you started. You started right. because I don't have anything. So, oh, so. <laughs> right. check, check, your, check your DMs. I sent you the file. All right, let's get ready here. 
So we had 10 categories uh, that you guys chose. And the first category was <laughs> meme of the year. And there, were, there was a lot of good ones, man. There was a lot of good ones. Uh, it came down to the finalist of a, of a late uh, submission, which was, I think, I don't know if you made that or you just got it from somebody, but the, the Allen Boys Country Superstars. I just, yeah, man. I just, I woke up at like 8 a.m. And for some reason, a Florida Georgia Line ad had popped up on my Facebook. And I was like, shit, that could be Clifton Allen. So yeah. then I converted that over. Yeah, so that one was a finalist along with the Conrad Benetti, which I couldn't actually find the meme, so I kind of put it together, but it was a, a post more than a meme. It was the uh, Bikini Bottoms action figure beside the Conrad Benetti actual wearing a Bikini Bottoms. That was awesome. Thing. That was awesome. Uh, and the winner, hmm? Conrad Benetti Speedo oh, action goodness. figure meme. And just for your viewing pleasure. Oh, yes. That's it. <laughs> That's disgusting. I don't, <laughs> damn. Like, I don't, Happy New Year. I don't know how, number one, how you end up fishing just out in, in a canoe in, in tidy whities but number two, how you manage to position a phone up to take a selfie while yeah. wearing those weak old tidy whities That's, that's dangerous because he's pretty oiled up there to be holding a phone. He could have dropped in a lake. So that's that. Uh, that's that northern in him, man. He's got to got to get slathered, son. I like it. Yeah. Good well job, done. Conrad. Well done. Well done, Conrad. I hope we get to see an updated photo this this following year from the from the KFL uh, in a yeah. similar. He's been similar boxing, outfit. hitting the pads. So he has. I've I've seen it. He's got a. A mean uh, Superman punch. I've been watching that. I'm going to keep an eye out for that one because I feel like it'd take him doing a Superman punch to get close enough to hit me. But He could hit um, you right in the belly button. He <laughs> could. And I'm, I'm actually very sensitive in my belly button, so I hope he doesn't touch me there. Oh, Ashley Kay, I didn't know my wife was watching this, so I wouldn't have shown that. She'd be running off to Whoops. Florida. Oh, <laughs> she'd have she packed up, son. Yeah. Oh, R.I.P. Jeff. Yeah, man. Okay, and next, dude, it's it's amazing how, and I want to thank you for this, Conrad. You have you have made such an impact on all of us in some type of way. Uh, the next award here is the Conrad Benetti Ego of the Year Cockiest Angler Award, and to be honest with you, Jeff, I don't know if you can send me over the the IP addresses on this. I was nominated for this shit. I get my ass kicked in 80% of the tournaments that I fish. I don't know how, how I got in in the angler part of this. Like, I'll be cocky elsewhere, but in actual fishing abilities, eh, maso menos. We'll see what time I wake up in the morning. And I'll be honest with you, Ryan. You were right there. It was neck and neck to the, Man, to the very end of the voting. I, I was afraid of that. I was afraid of that. Uh, but the guy that won this... He's got the haters, and he's posted several live videos addressing the haters. And I couldn't be more proud of this man, the people's champ, straight out of Texas, Clifton Allen. You took it home, Clifton big dog. Allen. Took it home. Took it home. And side note, not to disappoint everybody, but we had I had it set up to have a special appearance by Conrad to present this award, but he had a work situation. Arise what? And couldn't, couldn't be here. He was going to do a fireside chat of the man, award presentation. Are you kidding? Yeah, he was gonna do it, man. But the uh, he had work work situation arose, and uh, he couldn't do it. The so cafeteria either line. Either, either cafeteria that or he knew line. I was gonna show that speedo meme and didn't want to come on here. One or the other. Damn, that's awful. Yeah. Cafeteria line got long down at the jailhouse, yeah. I guess. All right, so <laughs> ne next <laughs> <It's>, category. 
This was one of the few categories that was a runaway. It was a blowout. Uh, <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> it was a blowout in the votes. The, this was the pre-fisherman of the year. Otherwise, the, the practice angler of the year. Mm. There were two finalists for this. It was Jeff Sherwood and Dylan Lowry. And the day one killer, pre-fishing winner of the year, is Dylan Lowry. Day one deal. Let's go. Yeah. I like game. it. Proud of you, son. And Dylan, I mean, seriously, Dylan, we fished a lot of tournaments together. We stayed together for most of the tournaments on the trail. He did smash them in pre-fishing. <laughs> like, he would come in with, like, pictures of six, seven-pounders pre-fishing, and none of them would show up in the tournaments. Like, it was beautiful. It was amazing. Yeah, man. And uh, he had I hope... a little uh, video extravaganza with him and Christine trying to land a fish together. That was that. What a shit show that was. <laughs> We're luckily no one got hurt. I don't know. I mean, Christine did the whole running on the deck thing and everything. She had that freaking leverage landing net, which I don't know if anyone's ever used one, but it's like shooting an over-under shotgun with the action broken open. That's what it's like trying to <laughs> trying to land a fish. It's not very productive, but uh, she she tried to tried to snatch that thing and land Dill's Dill's twenty inch show bass. It was a hot mess. Um, I hope we see that one in some award shows in the future. Yeah, man. It was like the fish stick of nets. But anyway. I can't wait. Uh, Dylan's going to Dylan's gonna put together both days. This is a, this is a you know, learning experience here. you got to start with one day, and then you get to two days. But uh, I'm confident we'll see, we'll see Dill at the TOC. Yeah, you follow in the spring. You follow in the spring. I'm putting money on it. Dill's going to make the TOC this year. Write it down. All right. Okay, so the biggest surprise of 2021. What did it come down to? What was the was other one besides vote. this it, one? The two won. finalists for that were the uh, Possum King, went in on Possum Kingdom and the, the inches that he put up, and then the Rise of Kate Fields. Those were the two finalists. So the Possum King, the, the reason that was so surprising is because I was shooting pool with him till one in the morning before, <laughs> before he, before he put on that absolute clinic on the boat ramp. However, I don't think there's a more deserving category winner here tonight than the rise of Kate Fields. A lot of us have seen Kate starting out, and she's been great about documenting and vlogging like her entire journey and really kind of how she's worked. What, what she tries to fish like 200 days a year 200 and something days a year i mean a lot. it's insane like she has put in the time and the work to really hone her craft and and really elevate her game so congrats on kate fields you had a banner year you qualified for the toc you smashed them on day three of the toc i'm pretty sure you had the biggest limit on day three for sure and i think one of the top five limits of the entire event so Congrats, lady. You did it. You did it. It was definitely, uh, it was funny how that, how, how that worked. It was, people were taking her serious because she's been working hard for a few years, but it, she kind of slowly evolved even throughout this year. You know, started off kind of rough and just built and built and built and built and then closed but you as don't strong quit. as, yeah. Yeah. Closed as strong as anybody. So good for her. That was awesome. Uh, and that was a close race too, man. A lot of people uh, voted both ways on that one. So, yeah. All right, so the next one was a new category this year that the people voted on. Uh, <laughs> I saw yeah. this one and I was like, "How the hell does he make it on the on the thing?" Yeah, this here? this is the the best looking angler category. 
And I had my own personal horse in this race that I was oh. voting for, and I didn't want to campaign and seem biased. But who was your finalist for this? If we don't mind asking, what's that? Who was your horse? Bob Baylor. Okay. All right. The I'll possum like prince. He's not the possum king, he, but as you Bob. saw in his video, the prince of possums, <laughs> Bob Baylor. Yeah. Okay. So it was, it was Bob Baylor, Scylla Johnson, Wesley Gray were the three finalists there. It was a long list that included in the also mentions were Guillermo Gonzalez, Jordan Marshall, uh, and a few other folks. But uh, those were the finalists. And the winner of the uh, this inaugural uh, category is Scylla Johnson. Scylla? Supermodel Scylla. Scylla by a nose. So Can we, is there, so here's what I want to ask. Is there anybody on the nation that makes tiaras or sashes or something can we get something put together for silla i think that could have uh, chase make one and probably get it out in the next six months i don't know yeah no no we need to get it before the end of 2022 <laughs> i would like i'd like to see her wear it at a tournament or two yeah just I, I kidding really love pulling, you chase i was really pulling for bob <laughs> uh bob's a real one uh, i was gonna throw the co wetzel and him picture up here if he won but didn't pull, quite pull it out so. i think if bob had some some sort of bikini pigs he would really up his game yeah. so bob yeah. Put that on your list for 2022. I want to see you. I want to see you make it, man. Yeah, man. There's always next year, Bob. Oh, oh, here's so so we just we we just gave Clifton an award. Uh, this category is Tournament Angler of the Year, the People's Champ. So who really put on across the board on on these tournaments? You know, nationwide, the winner, to no one's surprise, Guillermo Gonzalez. Guillermo took it, man. G, he took it. G yeah. took it. I mean, he had a year, son. Like from start to finish, he put up what a, a record on wasn't it the Trinity? Isn't that where he started yeah, destroying he up, this year? He put up the big bags before Possum King was doing it over there. Yeah, at Trinity. yeah, yeah. Um, and Guillermo, man, th th this award. If you saw Drew Gregory's post earlier in the week when there was like 15 different AOI slash power ranking ideas going on, uh, he wanted to take a poll or get some experts together. I don't know how you determine who the experts are to come up with a people's ranking. So I'm going to take the KBN people's ranking as as gospel. You guys picked Guillermo, so there you go. Terminate and later. and later in the show, we'll compare this to the to the results of actual math, as they call it, and we'll yeah. see we'll see how far off that was. Trust the science, people. All right. Yep. So next up, Sportsman of the Year for 2021. This has been a category each year that we've done this. I had a couple different winners. And we kind of already talked about this earlier, uh, about the movement that happened early uh, after the, the uh, Bass Nation Championship. Sportsman of the Year, to no one's surprise, Joe McElroy for getting the, the tidal wave that was the J Save JT movement going up on that stage with that unbelievable gesture giving his entire second place check to the to uh say jt that was, that was unreal man uncle joe i mean that seriously uh for i don't know how many people it hit at home but but watching that go down you know on the floor by the classic stage it was it was a tearjerker so i don't think there's any argument on that i mean there's i, I don't think there was a close second even that was uh you know, that was the little, the little snowball that started an avalanche. So good job. Good job, Uncle Joe. Next, lure of the year. I don't know what you need to do to be lure of the year, um, but I feel like this lure got it done more than anything else. 
I, I think, I don't know where it fell, but I know Cinco was on there, Jeff. Uh, and Cinco catches a lot of fish. You can Anybody can drag a Cinco. But the freaking jackhammer, man, if you go back and look through all the tournament recaps, I would be willing to bet 85% of those all contain the jackhammer for sure. Like 100% for sure. Jack Hammer's a winner, man. The, also the people's champ of lures. It is. Okay, so show of the year. We had a lot of great shows this year, I thought. We had a lot of fun this year. <laughs> I, th- I thought they were all great. The hell are you talking about? Uh, but the, the <laughs> finalists for show of the year were the Ike episode when he won his event up there. I thought that was a really good one and informative one. It was. One. It was. Uh, the Possum King and Joe, when we had them both on after that shootout. That was one of the finalists. And then, of course, the Save JT Marathon was the other finalist. Uh, all of them got votes. Uh, but the Save JT Marathon was the runaway winner as the show of the year. Uh, and if you guys don't remember, I mean, what was the final number, Ryan? How much money did you raise with that? Was it was like 90 grand. grand total. 90 grand? With yeah. everything, yeah, over 90 so, grand. Unbelievable, it was nuts. Unbelievable. So, save it JT was nuts. Marathon. I mean, clearly you can see from the voting and, and you can also see from the participation. But thank you all for getting behind that. I mean, you know, like – like we said, it was kind of a spur in the you know spur of the moment deal in the wind. Like, hey, we should do a little tournament here to help this kid, and and it blew up. So, you know, thanks thanks for making that the best episode. Thanks for making it the best thing that a lot of us will ever do in our lives because it was Amen. that was awesome. The next one, I don't. <laughs> I just I just read the winner for this, one, so. So, uh, day two flop of the year. Um, I know, I think I remember, and correct me if I'm wrong, Jeff, the choices were anything Dylan Lowry fished, um, Dusty Yacker at the TOC, which honestly, Dusty didn't flop on day two, which I thought was weird that he was nominated for that because it was actually day three. And then all of East Texas. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> the winner is without further ado all of east texas you all yeah. you all won the day two flop of the year do you have any insight to that jeff by a landslide and i don't know who why that got nominated so often to make the finals but once it was in the finals it was a runaway is east texas that terrible what's going I on i don't know i don't know what happens maybe they're talking you know they know a few of the guys that went to national events and flopped i, I don't know if who is East Texas? That is that's, that's like Jamie Broad and that bunch, Dwayne right? Taff and those guys. Dwayne, yeah. What the yeah. hell? Yeah. Okay. All right. If anybody, if anybody in the comments can tell us why East Texas flops so hard, yeah, <laughs> let us know. Yeah. I would love to. I would love to be informed of what's happened. Yeah, I just don't know why that happened, but uh, it happened. So East Texas, congratulations, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So that, that's that's the uh, winners. That's our 10 awards we do every year. And uh, thank you guys for making the categories funny and informative. Uh, so yeah, Appreciate it, guys. Always keeping it live. And without further ado, should we? Should we jump Should we jump in here? Is it rankings time? Getting deep Power on this rankings? thing? Oh, Power my rankings God. time? Uh, so I want, before, I want you to explain to people how this works. Like, this isn't Jeff just like, throwing names in a hat or picking his buddies out or whatever. There's actual math behind this. There's statistics that go into this. So years ago, it was kind of the initial uh, thing that got KBN on the map was coming out with the first rankings. I only used seven events that year because, number one, there weren't that many national events. 
about calculated those seven events, and I looked at the rankings from the world golf rankings, the tennis rankings, individual sport rankings, in other words, uh, and tried to kind of mold that together and make a, a kayak fisherman power ranking. There's also the what used to be the bass fan rankings, but I think they stopped doing those. But when I was coming up with this, they had them still. Uh, but anyway, a way to take all national events or most national events and compile them into one formula, which is a giant mess of an Excel sheet that I've developed over a few years here. Um, one formula, one algorithm, whatever you want to call it, and come up with a, a power ranking. It's more fun than every, anything else, although people that say they don't care, there's some long threads that tell me they do care. <laughs> yeah. I don't care, but read these seven paragraphs of why yeah, I don't yeah. care. But it's more fun than anything else. Obviously, it doesn't hold any weight anywhere, other than I did find out that the U.S. Olympic Pan Am USA guy used this for his... <laughs> invite lists last year so maybe it is more important than what an event that was yeah. so so clearly we're making a global impact we'll go ahead yeah. and claim that yeah but let me give you a few little parameters that we use there's events included in this from the bos from bass and from kbf uh the only real human element or subjective element i guess is the cutoff limits for some of these events 70 anglers minimum per event to make the list uh, people ask me why I think if you don't hit a certain threshold and there has to be a stopping point uh, You're basically fishing a local event with a different label on it. I mean if you've got yeah, 40 sure. or 50 people there People didn't come in from out of town for that And, this well, and a lot of those like two especially the two single day type deals Yeah, you'll see half or three-quarters of the field leave after the first day So you shouldn't get national level recognition for beating the 13 people that hung around on the yeah. second day That's not I don't think that carries a whole lot of... of we'll, use, we'll use Cali as an example, because I know there'll be some Cali guys in the comments, or girls. Um, they had three KBF trail events out there. Okay. All three of them happened on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, back-to-back, -back, and none of them had more than 40 anglers. They were all 30-something. None of those were included in this, because that's not enough people to constitute a national event, because it didn't draw from outside uh, your state lines, or even your county lines with that many people. Uh, so 70, event, 70 anglers, when you look at the entries in a 70 angler event, you, you're typically polling from multiple states, multiple parts of the country to get to that number or above. Uh, the, the events are weighted by field size. So all the events aren't rated the same. If it's 75 anglers, you're not going to get the same amount of ranking points as you would for a 150 angler event for winning it. Uh, and also, um, there's no drops. So if you fished 10 events and you had five that were horrible and five that were pretty good, you might not find yourself in these rankings or six events or whatever the case may be. Hey, guys. Uh, doesn't mean you're not a great angler. <laughs> and this, is, this is not an indictment on anyone's talent. I mean, if you're up in the Northeast or California or wherever you're at that you didn't have the number of events with the high attendance to make this list, it's not a knock on your talent. We know there's talented anglers everywhere. There's a dude right here in my club locally that can go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody, Dwayne Beatty. It just doesn't get to go out and fish national events very often. But when he does, he shows up. He's in that top ten. So it's not a knock on your talent. It's just something fun we do. So I hope that kind of clears as clear as mud for everybody on, on how we do this. So plug those events in, and we come up with, with this ranking, and here we go. So what do you think? Want to get after it? I think so. I think we should All get right. after it. We'll start at the bottom and go up. I've got a graphic for each one. Uh, Pro. Here we go. You want to you you start us off? You got the list. Jeff, yes, I do. I do. Want well, to I've got it off. too. I can. No, stop it. No. Well, you I'm know what? Let me now. let me start us off because it's it's somebody in, on my team, so I'll, I'll announce him. On your team? Yeah. 
This man's on your team? Yeah. BDH first victim on the parking lot stage? (laughs) (laughs) All right. So this guy had a great year on multiple trails. Uh, Did well on, on the KBF trails and on the Bass Nation events. Number 10, my old town teammate, Casey Reed. Casey Reed. Okay, listen. So here's what I really want to know. This is this is my this is my main question. All right. When are you gonna come fish some Hobie events, Casey Reed? Come on. Look at that thing thing in the front of his boat. That's why he ain't been out there. I mean, but damn, y'all make one with paddles, don't you? I know. I know. He might slide out. He said this year he might slide over. To be honest, so he might slide over there. I don't. I mean, ROI. It's pretty signed clearly. Points wise, you know, just running the KBF circuit was was enough to crack the top ten. But, you know, come on, come on in the deep end of the pool. Yeah. So there you go, number ten, top ten. Uh, and, and you know what? Something else I wanted to say is there were over a thousand names by the time I got this all pulled from all these different trails. Seems so like a lot. It's a lot. So if you made anywhere close to this, and I'll read, I'll read some names after we're done that didn't quite make the top twenty-five, but easily could have. Uh, I mean, you did. You had a hell of a year. But anyway. Continue on. Number nine, the queen, the TOC grand champion, Christine Fisher. Christine Fisher, obviously. Jeez, can't deny the year she had, right? And if you've kept up with Christine over the past few years, she loves to start out slow. <laughs> She'll tell you, like, those 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 wintertime, early spring tournaments are not her jam. I don't think... I, I didn't, and I was at the event. I didn't have any idea how strong she was going to finish the year. Pickwick, she's got some history on Pickwick. You know, she knows she knows that lake pretty well. I thought she'd do do well there. Eufaula, that was uh, that was to me that was number two for surprise of the year was her coming in and kind of leg sweeping Jordan Marshall at the at the awards ceremony. So hats off to the queen. Hell of a year, always there. All right, I want to do a little trivia real quick for people watching that have been keeping up with this for years. <clears throat> Can you name the three people, the only three people, that have made the rankings every year, including this year? Uh, name them in the comments if you can, and I'll come up with some sort of swag pack to give you. KBN trivia. Fun times. All right, so number eight. This is a former number one in the KBN rankings. Ooh. Hell of a year. I think Brian has mentioned him as the best legs in the game. Yep. Cody Milton. Can't sleep on Cody Milton at any event. He's always a threat to win. Had a heck of a year on KBF trails, won the AOI over there. Uh, Great year on BOS as well. Finished well on some bass events, so great year. Cody Milton, easily one of the top ten anglers in the sport. Easily. I mean, and and that what you're talking about, that speaks to his consistency. Like, I mean, you'll see, and honestly, a lot of the top ten – have been in the top 10. Like this, this isn't really a, a big shakeup or, or anything crazy that you're seeing here. Like these, these ladies and gentlemen are consistent across the board, but Cody is probably, I, I mean, one of the most consistent year after year, either being one or two for the AOY race or being one or two for the power rankings race. I mean, Cody gets it done from one side of the country to the other, getting his van stuck literally everywhere he goes. So congrats, Cody. There is only, of all the people that are trying to guess the three that have made it every year, nobody has even gotten close, and only one person has gotten 
one name right. Uh, really? So, yeah, no one's even close. Keep okay. guessing. All right. All right, number seven. Baby brother, your angler of the year, Hobie Bass Open Series, Jordan Marshall. If you don't know Jordan, the determination this mullet-wearing kid has, he fishes his ass off all the time. Like, he and I don't hang out at tournaments much because I don't fish my ass off much. He is super focused. Like this guy is like greasing his spinner baits and shit. I don't know what he does. Like just just crazy stuff. Like changing the oil in his reels or whatever whatever people do. I don't know. But he he is super focused on the tournaments. He really focuses on covering water and power fishing, and it pays off year after year. You see his name at the top. I think he's gotten what three top fives at at TOCs now. I mean it's just. It's insane, like the the body of work that that this this Knoxville mullet man has put together. Congrats, baby brother! Yeah. And if you guys haven't listened to the podcast he did with uh, Paul Roberts, he's watching on YouTube over at the Bass and Brews podcast. It's a long one. I listened to it on a, a drive to go fishing a weekend or two ago. Jordan goes into some of the stuff he does with tweaking his spinner baits on the fly and the blades and stuff that he brings with him to change that stuff up. It's uh, there's a science to it. So go over and listen to the Bass and Brews. Uh, with Paul and Jordan, it was a, it was a good one. Paul's hilarious. I I was supposed to co-host that episode, and it's completely my bad for having to work dinner. But those both of those guys were hilarious. Yeah, he said he was going to have me co-host sometime, but he's never called me. So maybe he's maybe flaky. He you got to watch it. Damn it, Paul. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, all right. So number six, number six, one of the young guns. He's been consistent. He's always consistent, and that's key to making the top, you know, five or six in these rankings. Uh, seems to never have a really bad event. Jackson or hard dog, you with Jackson ever being ranked? Old Jacks. The guy, I mean, little Jackson, he's got he's got some work ethic. And Jackson, I don't know if he's gonna leave us or not. He just picked up uh, he just picked up a Phoenix, so I don't know if he's still gonna continue to to wreak havoc on the kayak fishing side or what. But uh, he he definitely has been a power, you know, throughout his years. He's made, I think he's made the TOC every year as well. Uh, but, you know, great kid, great raising, hats off to Jim. But uh, he got it done and, and cracked that top ten. Yeah, man. Number five. five. Number five. I don't know. I think, I'm pretty sure he claims Texas now because he's got more sense. Uh, but originally, supposedly, from Cali, the man, BDH. Brian Howell. The only initials in the game that you really that you really know. BDH. Boy, hey, BDH cashing checks. And cashing checks in some skinny ass little jogging pants, too. <laughs> he's always got them little jog always got them little joggers on, and he's always there on the final day getting his name wrote down on something. Yeah, him and Miss Taylor about to have a baby. Jason Cassidy said we might get a break in twenty two. I don't know if he's talking about Jackson or Brian, but maybe both of them. <laughs> <laughs> is Brian retiring? Is Taylor making Brian? I don't. No, man. I think she's gonna make him fish more. I think maybe. she. Maybe. I think she'll have him on the road full time. Need that formula money. That Similac money. All right, number four, another youngin. This kid led the BOSAOI for most of the year. Also, one of these guys that never had a bad event. I mean, never this had kid. a bad event all year long. This kid, the one and only Edwin. AKA Edwin. Edwin. So 
I'm going to be real honest with everybody. I took a nap earlier today. Uh, during that nap, I don't know if I was just hyped up on the show or what. I had a dream. I think it was like me and Shane and Jackson and Dylan, I think Carter Coza, in, in a parking lot of a boat ramp. And Edwin was across this slough from us fishing like a little bridge, a little underpass. And he was on speakerphone and he was talking shit to me. And I took my things out of my pockets and I started swimming across that <laughs> slough to go with his ass. <laughs> That's how sick of Edwin winning stuff I am. Uh, I woke up. I didn't drown. Uh, my cardio is not what it used to be. So I woke up halfway through that swim over there. But, uh, you know, watching Edwin firsthand come into the scene at Seminole and then we kind of took him in, you know, took him into our little our traveling band of gypsies and he, and he stayed with us quite a bit. Uh, just his mindset. He's always positive. He thinks he's going to win everything. There's not one event that he goes into that he does not think he's on the winning fish. And honestly, I think that attitude has a lot to do with his success. And obviously, it, it paid off for him very well this year. Yeah, another one of the highlights of the Sam Rayburn trip is Edwin fit himself into a TV tray box, TV tray box somehow uh, and walked around the living room for. <laughs> he sure did. Time. He sure did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right, number three. This guy has been here quite a bit in the top three. He's won some of the biggest, you know, cash money events in kayak fishing. Tennessee guy, Russ Snyders. Boom. The man, another former number one on these rankings. Another former number one. Uh, Russ, the man. Uh, Can't argue with that, dude. He's always, always around the top. Five, top ten, you know, rarely has a really bad event, so. Hey, my boy can't read a sign for shit, but he'll catch some fish. That's a fact. Can't see. Need some glasses. Big fat. <laughs> he's, he's out there like Ray Charles casting. He'll, uh, he, don't know they, he don't know there's one there until he hits it with a jig. But Russ can catch these shit out of some fish. So, hey, here we are again. I saw this week, dude, is Russ, Russ's Reacher debuted this week. I know they called it. Damn. Oh, we talked about that. Uh, Snyder Sniper uh, is the PC name, but. For us, for us, it will always be Russ's Reacher. That was one of the funniest surprises that I think we've ever had on a live episode. You could, you, Ryan didn't have to say a word, but you could read it all in his eyes when that name was announced that, that night, that fateful night. Oh, uh, but yeah, oh, it was Russ's was Reacher. Either, I just bought a half dozen of them already. But uh, it was good work on the sniper. It's cool to see a kayak angler get a, a you know signature series something. I know Ron Champion has some stuff. Russ has some stuff. So. Yeah trend trend going there and and no honestly i mean to to kind of elaborate on that point that's what i talk like when we're talking about these companies giving back to kayak anglers it's not even giving back but it's utilizing the talent that you have the people that you work with i want to see these big companies start to put a little more into to the kayak fishing because russ is a huge name he has great recognition uh, across the board, I, I mean, stuff like this is is what we all need to be kind of pushing for. That's where it starts to be more of a feasible living for guys, you know, year in and year out. It's that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, so good stuff. Congrats on number three, Russ. All right, number two, man, we're down to the final two. Uh, th- and number one and two could have easily swapped had this number two guy made the final event and had a good showing. Who knows? Uh, but number two in the rankings, he's been in the top three before. Um, another guy that was consistent all year across multiple trails, never really had a bad event. Drew Gregory. I think everybody knew Drew was going to be there. I mean, 
like you said, as far as consistency goes, he's, I, I mean, I, I feel like, and this is probably just my own mental block, I feel like he's in the top two, like every damn event I fish, like all of them. Like he finds some little something that nobody else has looked at and makes his way to the top of the leaderboard. Yeah. And Drew is one of is the guy, I guess, that is the only guy that has made the crossover from personality to tournament angler and made it really happen. I know Greg Blanchard has a huge YouTube and he's a hammer and, and if he traveled out here more would do the same. But you know, you got you know, Gene's trying to get into this, you know, Fluke Master, you got Hoover, never really fishes tournaments, but as far as like the, the YouTubers slash personalities in the sport, Drew has made the crossover like no other by a million miles. There's a difference in talking like you can fish and backing it up. Like, there's yeah. a huge difference. Like, getting a TV show or getting sponsorships or whatever because of some connection or some investor, that's one thing. But to go out on the tournament trail and really earn your keep in the most competitive kayak tournaments that we offer, that's where you show that you're real. And, and hats off to Drew for doing that. Yeah, yeah. Good stuff. That only leaves one, man. That only leaves one. And there's a name we hadn't mentioned yet. We'll see if people can guess who that might be. Um, all right. So we'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. We'll announce number one next week. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't think there's any question. Again, you know, he's the people's champ this year. The man himself, Guillermo Gonzalez, your national champion, beat a field of, what was it, 400-something, whatever, down there in the swamp. He beat our eyeballs in at Pickwick, dominated the Trinity River. I mean, across the board, Guillermo's put up some great wins this year, and, you know, he's your most powerful, most powerful angler in the land for 2021, so recognize. That's right, man. Hard to argue. And something else people are – probably sleeping on is he didn't win this event, but he finished top five at the opening bass event on Lake Fork with nearly 200 people in it to throw on the pile of all the other success he had. So, uh, you know, hell of a, hell of a year for Guillermo. And he's always in these rankings too. Uh, you know, I think you could put the top 10 in a hat and shake them up, pick one out and say, Hey, this is your number one person. And you know, you'd have a hard time arguing against it. I think they all had fantastic years. Um, but Guillermo, like you said, with his success across all three trails and the big, big limits he put up, clear number one to me. So let's talk about that. How, how important is it in the, in the formula of things to fish multiple trail events for the, and, and, and I want to preface this. Uh, I love these power rankings, uh, in the grand scheme of things, they don't really mean shit. Like we appreciate it. Like it's a, it's an entertainment value, and we try to level out across the board of of where everybody stacks up against each other. But how how does each each particular event factor in, Jeff? Like how important is it for people that are trying to achieve this as a goal to kind of weight what they're going to fish and what they're not? Well, it's kind of hard because, like I said, it's based on which events are selected are based on attendance. And it's hard to know ahead of time which ones are going to be attended right. the most. Uh, but you can kind of know, you know, Lake Fork's going to have huge numbers. If there's an event in Tennessee, it's going to have big numbers, things like that. If they go way up into New York somewhere, maybe not. Champlain event didn't make it, you know. Yep. Uh, stuff like that. So try to pick events that have large numbers of people coming to them, that if you can guesstimate that. Um, and it really doesn't matter if you fish across multiple platforms, but you're going to have to fish quite a few events to get in this because we didn't take people that only fished two or three. You know, you had to have a big sample size to make the list. Gotcha. Okay. So fish fish often and fish big. 
is, yeah. is the advice. Fish biggins, fish often, do well, don't have don't have stinkers, and don't leave on day two like I did a couple times. <laughs> Amen, brother. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway, it was a great drive home on day two, though. I got out early. It was <laughs> got lunch. I could settle down when I got in. Um, I, uh, you know, hats off to the folks that made the list. Uh, we got what you'll ha- you got the top twenty five graphic that we'll throw up. But you know, to to kind of check that off your list should be more of a personal goal than a professional goal. Like you said, I mean, we can't take this in and cash it in at a hardware store or Bass Pro for any kind of dollars for you. But it does give a great kind of larger scope of of where everybody you know really comes into play as far as how many events you fish and the quality of those events yeah and i've got the whole 20 top 25 graphic i'm going to throw on the screen here in a second but let me talk about a few people that just barely missed the top 25 because hats off to you you had a great year anyway uh regardless of what our little rankings say uh one of them is my man right here on 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 my right on the screen mr lambert just barely missed the top 25 rankings Uh, eric siddiqui uh had a great year Zach Call, Jason Cassidy's in the comments. He barely missed making the top 25. Uh, Daniel Lyons, Mike Elsey, Kate Fields, as big a year as she had closing the year, she barely missed the top 25 uh, on, on the ranking scale. Uh, Anthony Winkleman, Barry Davis, Brad Case, there's a few that just barely missed it. Uh, but hats off to y'all, you had a great season anyway. But let me throw this whole graphic up so you can see who else, if any other names come to mind there and can anybody has anybody guessed who the three were that have made it every time aj i, mean, I didn't mean champlain what was the one ike fished what what lake was that oh that was upper chesapeake that was the 30 upper angler. chesapeake aj that's what i meant i knew it 30 was angler somewhere. shootout yeah, all, all the northeast runs together aj yeah, you champlain know you know how those little ponds are yeah uh, it's all the same to me once you get past pennsylvania i don't i stop paying attention <laughs> yeah uh, but there, there's your full top 25, man. Just outside the top 10, you got Richie McMichael, Matt Ball, Matt Scotch, Adam Reiser, Jay Wallen, Brian Coyne, Kurt Smits. There's Jody Queen down there, Dusty Yacker. A lot of hammers down in the... Tim uh, Isaacs, one of my favorite, one of my favorite grouchy old men to see at a boat ramp is Tim Isaacs. Yeah. Uh, you got to twist his arm to get him to smile, but uh, he's always a pleasure to be around. Josh Stewart, who is a hammer in Tennessee, always finds his way you know in in the competitive side of of these tournaments and my boy eric thomason squeaked in uh the 24th spot eric's another river guy he and marshall fish together quite a bit uh another you know kind of local hammer out of out of the home state here and and joey vanyo joey vanyo himself yeah yeah josh josh i don't know if he pronounces his name deal or dial in there but he was self-proclaimed Bass Angler of the Year if they would have had points, and he ended up making the top 25 anyway. So, so he was correct. There you go, Josh. In essence. Yeah, and uh, I see Zach Hall in the comments. I don't know if I mentioned him, but he was just, I mean, just barely outside the top 25 as well. So good year for you, Zach. Uh, got to meet Zach this year on the trails out there as well. So, yeah, I'd love to hear Wasn't everybody's Josh comments. Dial, well, Josh Dial was who posted the Pro Series uh, announcement, correct? Am I wrong? Yeah, that's right, there. that's right. I think we need to. I was gonna say, like, I think we probably need to take the last few minutes here and shed some light on that. Um, So KBF announced its uh, pro tour, pro series, whatever. Uh, It's gonna start out as a side pot type deal, and then what were the projections? Like fifty thousand dollars for a pro tour championship year after next, and uh, I don't know. It was like some five year plan or something. Let me get over Um, and find it while you're talking. 
I want to, I just want to let people know this is not new. Like there's been, there's been a KBF pro tour series side pot thing before. Like we've, we've, we've seen this in action. Uh, so the new folks in the sport, don't, don't let your, your eyeballs explode. Um, participation was super low the first time around. I don't know if, if, you know, the projections are better for, for now, for a five hundred dollar buy-in side pot type thing, or if if you know if they've just got some sponsors that are gonna gonna jump in behind it, but the pro tour is not a it's not a brand new concept. Again, like I think what I would like to see are more accurate uh, projections of what might happen in reality. I think the whole carrot on the stick, you know, over promise under deliver mentality is kind of played out. I would like to see. If you have sponsor money locked up, if you have commitments, then put out something like this. I don't like all the asterisks and maybes and whatnot. Uh, you know, that's just overhyping and trying to get people to buy in without any kind of, you know, real product to deliver on the other end of things. So I know everybody thinks, oh, KBN's so biased, blah, blah, blah. We've seen it. We've been here. This is not something brand new. We've been in this for a little while. Um, so take that, take that with a grain of salt. There's two things that bother me here. Number one, the last sentence says, in order to do that, here's the three-year plan for increasing payouts. And I see five years on this page. Uh, so that bothers me a little bit right off the bat. <laughs> but uh, the main thing is I just do not like concurrent events, like over top of each other. I don't, I don't like the, the double dip and the triple dip and quadruple dip and whatever the case may be. I think that's, that's silly. And to, it, I think... A, I think it would be awesome if KBF did a pro tour that was a standalone pro tour and they had money behind it, like you said. But just to do a, a basically a big money side pot, uh, I mean, I mean, what is that? You could feasibly have three or four different winners. But in that's weekend. been enough. That I mean, that's been the premise, and that's what I honestly like. That's what frustrates me about the business model. If you look at the championships, the national championship, the trail championship, the online championship, the Tuesday championship, like. You don't have to just continue to like build side pot upon side pot. That's not the growth of the sport. That's just whoever's already there spending a few more dollars to get into something else. I want to see something. I, I, I want to see a pro series. I don't care who puts it on. I want to see a big money trail where guys and girls can go out and earn a respectable income chasing this stuff. But I just think extra investment on the side is probably not the way. I don't think that's I don't think that's the move. I would like to see somebody secure a big sponsor and really put something great on. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the side pot deal, not feeling it. I don't I don't know how many people are going to invest in that. But the weird thing was the last time they did that is you had people that actually didn't win either of the trail events, but won the pro part and were you know flexing on Facebook or whatever that they won the pro series. But really, you didn't win anything. You got beat by everybody in the trail event. But you were just one of the only twenty that entered the pro. It's so so strange. It needs to be for a, for, a, for a second. I had finished yeah. second second place at Gunnersville until the numbers were retallied yeah. Yeah, <laughs> hours yeah, so. later. But but the pro at that one, and that was a decent. I think there were like forty or so people that were in on that pro side pot. The check for it was comparable to the second place check for that. But many of the others were like eight or ten people that bought into the side pot. So. Yeah. And didn't KBS, KBS did a, back before they dissolved, they did a pro series thing and there would be like 
one or two. I think Brad Case won a pro <laughs> a pro well, championship you, when you do this or stuff, two. Man, I don't think you need to let people be able to dongle their feet in the water and like maybe enter it because they're already going to be there. It needs to be like some skin commit. in the game. You're going commit to that. something. Yeah, That's the thing, man. That. I agree. I think All American Series, if they're going to do it this year, that's what they're doing. They're going to be a separate event, big money buy-ins. Uh, we'll see if they do it or not. So I wish yep. KBF would do something separate or somebody. That'd be cool to see, but I, I don't like the, the side pot thing. Uh, maybe we'll have the new president on here in 2022, man. Who knows? We might pull pull their president here and talk to him about it. Joe, Bi- Joe Byron? Yeah, Joe Byron. Let's go Byron. Byron's uh, coming on. <laughs> Yeah. Let's go, yeah. Brandon. I'll agree with that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might have him on here. That's why. But, yeah, we'll see what happens in 22. We might have somebody from there on to explain this a little better because uh, we're going to have some downtime between the beginning of the season, you know, after the new year. So, uh, yeah, man. Oh, and some people were trying to answer the trivia question. Nobody got it right. So let me tell you who. <laughs> let me tell you who. The only Nobody three, got it right. The only three to make the uh, rankings every year since their inception. Matt Scotch. Jay Whalen and Matt Ball. Those are the okay. only three to make it every year. Isn't that crazy to yeah. think about? Yeah, with all the hammers here, they're the only three that made it every year. I love it. I love yeah. it. So there you go. There's your answer. And big shout out to um, Christy over at KBF for sending me the spreadsheets to do these rankings. AJ at Hobie, of course. Um, Dwayne at Tourney X for helping me out with all the Tourney X stuff and with Bass. And then the Fishing Chaos folks send it over to Christy and them and they send it to me. Um, they're very, very coy with their, their numbers. They won't give me anything. They have a strict policy, but Bass works with Dwayne. So they were able to work together and get me the, the spreadsheet. So <laughs> shout out to all of them for getting me the info I needed. I'm glad the game. KBF folks didn't get locked all the way out of being no, 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 no. <laughs> being they were very, eligible for the power. Yeah. Rankings. Christy and Lynette, they were very cool, very helpful. I appreciate them helping me out with this and, and everybody else with, with the other trails, you know, AJ is always clutch. Um, to help with this, so appreciate him and, and Dwayne over Attorney X. So good stuff. Appreciate everybody's help. It was fun. I love it. So we'll we'll start off twenty twenty two, I guess on our on our next run. We got we got some good guests lined up. We're gonna try to offer some uh, maybe some insight as to what folks can do to help grow their their own brand, if you will, and how some of these sponsor companies are rewarding anglers monetarily to kind of support them chasing these trails. So we're going to have some guys on to talk about that and hopefully, you know, get everything prepped and, and everybody ready to kick off the 2022 season. See it, man. Unbelievable 2021. I just want to say thanks again, everybody that watched it this year and helped us with the page and everybody on the audio podcast. Once again, unbelievable, man. Good times. It's, it's fun watching it grow, Jeff. Hopefully, hopefully we get to do it for at least another six months. <laughs> That's right. Before we cancel, we've got KFN now. Baby, now. baby steps. Yeah. All right. Appreciate it, everybody. Everybody have a happy new year, man. Y'all stay safe.